So, we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between the world of online dating. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Erica. Welcome to So We Met Online. If this is your first time listening to the show, we invite you to visit us online at sowemetonline.com. Listen Go to the archives. Listen to the archives and some of our past episodes. They're great. And you want to get caught up on all of our epic stories and some of our wonderful topics about the world of online dating. So we met through a mutual friend. Yes. And I really liked this guy. I was very attracted to him. He seemed really smart. And we met in late January or early February of whatever year it was. And we had our first date, I think, at the end of January. And then he was on a trip so for maybe a week or two. So we scheduled our second date for when he got back. And the second date happened to fall on Valentine's Day. Now, you don't celebrate Valentine's Day with somebody you've only been out with once, <laughs> right? So we kind of agreed it's just a second date. It's not like we're not going to go out and have some fancy dinner at a restaurant with red roses or anything. It's just a second date. So I hadn't really thought of what we were going to be doing. Now, separate and apart from that, I love entering contests. <laughs> Any kind of contest I can enter. A pun contest. A pun contest. I will like write in and enter contests. I just really, I, I just really like. Well, I guess I like winning, <laughs> if we're being honest here. So I used to listen to this radio show every morning, and they had a contest that fell a few days before Valentine's Day. And they asked a question, and whoever called in first and got it right won something. So I can't say I remember what the question was, but the prize, I remember, I really wanted it. It was a diamond necklace oh. and this free Valentine's Day dinner from this place that catered. And they gave you this, you know, meal that you take home and yeah. heat up and eat. It was nice. all pre-prepared. Yeah. So I call in. First of all, I couldn't believe I got through because you never get right. through. Yeah. Right? And it's funny to even hear, like, I don't hear busy signals anymore, right? Because everyone, you can always beep into people. But at the radio station, you get a busy signal. But I somehow got in. I was the 10th caller. I answered the question correctly. And I won. Whoa, nice. I won. First of all, it's the ugliest diamond necklace I've ever seen. <laughs> it's it's terrible. I would never wear it. And I thought about, you know, I, was, I just kind of put it in the corner somewhere. And then I got the tax bill for it, right? <laughs> Apparently, this ugly necklace was $750. And I had to pay $200 in taxes. Uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. So, but I also won this dinner. And it was a lobster dinner. Nice. Right? But I had to drive out to the place to pick it up. And this place was probably, you know, without traffic, it probably would have been 25 minutes. But in rush hour traffic after work on Valentine's Day, it probably took an hour and 15 to get there, right? So I tell the date. You're not going to believe this. I won this contest. Why don't you come over and we'll eat this dinner that I won for free? Because I got to eat it, right? Yeah. And he agrees to this. I mean, it's it's so hokey, but it's fun. And so I pick up the dinner and it's two lobsters. Um, there, were, there were like mashed potatoes. There was some kind of vegetable. And the dessert was this heart-shaped creme brulee. <laughs> 
So it would have been romantic if it were a romantic date, but it was actually just hilarious because it was our second date. And I'm like, I'm bringing home the lobster. So I pick up the food. I get home. You know, I put it out, heat it up, whatever you have to do. He comes over and he sees it and kind of smiles. And then he he looks at me and he goes, I'm I'm so sorry. What? (laughs) He goes, I keep kosher. I can't eat. I can't eat lobster. So I'm like, like, oh my gosh! So I've just won this free lobster dinner that I'm gonna have to eat by myself. I don't even remember what he ate. The potatoes, I don't know. And uh, I mean, we both laughed at the creme brulee. It was just. It was definitely one of my more memorable Valentine's Day. You know, our our. It didn't amount to a relationship or anything. I think we went on a few more dates. But I have to say, to this day. It might be the most memorable Valentine's Day I had just because it was like a comedy of errors. Yeah. Well, winners and errors. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good story. You know, I think it's funny because with us celebrating Valentine's Day, I think there's a lot of times where people are looking to have a date of any capacity on Valentine's there's Day. There's so much pressure. Yeah. People put so much pressure, whether you're in a relationship or not. On Valentine's Day. It's just a day. Well, there's you know? so many people out there that are, I'm going to be single on Valentine's Day. Woe is me. Or, hey, we met on Valentine's Day. And then they have this expectation that the universe has brought them together on Valentine's Day. So you know it's, how I feel about the universe. Yes, so it's now destined that this relationship is going to be magical. And it's I going went to, to a wedding forever. on Valentine's Day once. Puke. Yeah. <laughs> Now, look, I am an extremely romantic guy. You are more romantic than I am. But I absolutely despise Valentine's Day. I can't believe Yes. I I would have thought you would have eaten that stuff up. No, I despise it. And here is why. Because Valentine's Day, as you said, is just one day. To me, romance needs to be every day. Oh, Chris. No, it has to be every day and we should not be sitting there trying to force one day to bring all this romance into a relationship that, should, be that should already be there every day of the year. Now, let's say you had a first date. Would you avoid doing it on Valentine's Day because it's Valentine's Day or would you go just because it's a day? I would go just because it was a day but would you discuss it in advance most likely i wouldn't schedule it oh it's valentine's day i'm not going to schedule a first date or even a second date on valentine's day i've definitely had first dates on valentine's day and i've just said in advance let's not go somewhere that uh where you know where valentine's day is a big deal we'll just go to a bar right yeah so I probably wouldn't schedule it. I would probably schedule around that the two days before or two days after or something because I don't want to put that pressure or that extra pressure on the situation. Sure. You know, I had the one of my best Valentine's Days last year. I had a client mixer on Valentine's mm-hmm. Day because I know how much pressure people put on themselves to have plans or be doing something, or be distracted on Valentine's Day if they're single and don't want to be. So I ended up having this client mixer. It was the best event I've ever had. So when I do events, since I know my clients quite well, at least in the Washington, D.C. area, I've met most of my clients in person. So I have my clients get together, and I actually assign to them who they're supposed to meet that night. So it's it's like a speed dating, matchmaking, mm-hmm. tailored experience. Ended up with about 30 people there. 
And I think because nobody wanted to go home that night, I don't know, we ended up staying till midnight. And I remember someone brought, I provided the alcohol, which perhaps I bought too much. It comes with my upbringing. I never want people to go hungry or thirsty. So a game of spin the bottle started. (laughs) And I kept yelling, a little nudge does not condone this portion of the (laughs) evening. I kept yelling that. But everyone had so much fun because it took all the pressure off of what am I going to do on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Again, I think there's a lot of people out there that are looking to take advantage of Valentine's Day to meet somebody too, right? You well, think? yeah. Well, it's Valentine's Day. There's a lot of single people out there who are sitting at home, depressed, wishing that they had somebody. They're more likely now to say yes to me if I ask them out. You think Ben and Jerry sales go up on Valentine's Day? <laughs> I think Ben and Jerry sales go up as well as Match.com subscriptions. Well, that's interesting. So studies have shown that online dating's busiest period is between Christmas and Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. Mainly because people want to date for New Year's and they want to date for Valentine's Day. Exactly. But on the other hand, I've also read that in the week following Valentine's Day, subscriptions also go up because the pressure is no longer on. There's no big event to look forward to. You're not looking for like an Easter date. Who cares? Right. Right? So the pressure is off. So then you can work freely online date. Just like we may not want to schedule a date on Valentine's, I could see that people are thinking, well, I'm not going to sign up for a subscription before Valentine's Day because I don't write too much pressure. I'll wait until that's all done and then I'll sign up and it will give me this opportunity to do it in my own way. So there's a date called Dating Sunday, which is the first Sunday after the new year is historically the busiest day for online dating. Now that it's been termed that, by default, it is the busiest day because you <laughs> tell people it's the busiest day and then they go on. So now it's, it has become that way. But when we come back, let's look at how other holidays impact people's dating lives. Sure. Happy Valentine's Day to all of our listeners from So We Met Online, A Little Nudge, my company, and CH Digital, Chris's company. We hope you love listening as much as we love creating these episodes, and we sure do love it. Now, don't be sad, but Chris and I are taking a hiatus for now, but have no fear. You can go back and listen to all of our episodes on repeat on your commute. It won't drive anyone crazy, I promise. We'll keep you posted, and in the meantime, happy dating. I know we've already passed the Christmas time, the holiday time. Yeah, New Year's. New Year's. But since we're on the topic of holidays and what kind of pressure they might put on your dating life, I do want to talk a little bit about the holidays, even though they've already passed. You know, they do happen every year. When you hear the song, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, we know they're not talking about May, when the flowers (laughs) start blooming. (laughs) He's also, you know, not talking about the first sighting of of orange and the red leaves in the fall. He's talking about Christmas, right? And the most wonderful time of the year. So we were just saying about the best time of year to do online dating. People ask me all the time, is there a best time to do online dating? While statistics have shown, like I said, that the time is between Christmas and Valentine's Day, is short, the answer is actually no. I first say that the best time for you to do online dating is when you're emotionally ready for it. 
And I know that's the non-answer most people don't want to hear. But people use a lot of excuses. People are asking me that sometimes because they're thinking, well, I don't want to go on yet. So if I know there's a better time, I can, I can put yeah. it off till then. Yeah. Like a lot of people in the summer are like, well, people are on vacation. Should I wait till September? No, just go online. Uh, you think people don't check their Tinder on vacation? Please. Online dating obviously does take a significant amount of work to, to do it well. So just make sure you are ready to put the time and energy in when you're writing it, you know, or when you're when you're starting online dating. Yeah, I mean, it sounds cliche, but that's true. There really is no good time, best time, optimal time. It really does boil down to what works for you. How much time do you have for dating? When are you comfortable with yourself to get out there? Right. Have you gotten over your past relationships? Have you focused on... Uh, what type of individual you're looking for. All of these are questions that you can kind of answer and evolve over time, but you have to be kind of in that mindset and there's really no right time or wrong time to do it. Right, exactly. And just like we were talking about the pressure people put on themselves, usually self-induced pressure on Valentine's Day, the same thing happens over a lot of big holidays like Thanksgiving, who are you going to introduce to the parents or children or whatever. Same thing with the holiday season. I know that these holiday movies sometimes have their own way of turning every little gesture into the most romantic thing on earth. Like, wow, you gave me a set of toothbrush holders? (laughs) You're so romantic. But remember, those are movies. And you don't have to make your first Christmas or Hanukkah or Thanksgiving or holiday with someone. You don't have to add all of that pressure just because that's what Hollywood tells you to do. Right. I definitely think that popular culture puts this emphasis on relationships magically happening right, right. and that if and people it's, hold themselves accountable right. for i that. mean think of the movie serendipity i love right I, which i'm not gonna a, lie i do love yeah, that movie it's one of the, it's a great movie and yet it's all focused around meeting your soulmate while the snow is falling in new york during christmas time right you know the odds of that happening for any of us is slim to none right and we base our experiences on the things we expect to be happening, whether that's from a movie or I always say everyone has both a horror story and a love story from online dating. But those are all outliers, right? Most people doing online dating have a bunch of mediocre dates, some good, some bad, some great, some terrible, right? We don't remember kind of the middling ones. We remember the amazing ones. Oh my gosh, my friend got married from Match.com or oh my God, he got a stalker from (laughs) Match.com, right? Same thing with the movies. We remember that and then hold ourselves to that standard. Yeah, we don't remember any of the bad movies. I've seen some bad (laughs) movies, haven't you? Yeah, Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck? Is that something you watched with I hope with a child. No, no. If you haven't seen Howard the Duck, you should watch that. It's rated as one of the worst movies of all time. I'll probably get flack for this, but I didn't care for Anchorman 2. Well, yeah, me neither. I love regular Anchorman. Yeah, yeah. Scotchy, scotch, scotch. Down <laughs> in my belly. Uh, so a lot of people sh- ask me too, should the time of year we meet matter? Uh, the answer is no. I don't care whether you <laughs> fall in love with someone over the diving board in the summer or under the mistletoe in the winter, the particular time of year shouldn't dictate the progress or the pace of the relationship. So if you meet during the holidays or a particular holiday, you might think that things need to be sped up in order to properly celebrate that holiday, but don't. No, but that's actually a good point. You know, I did meet somebody just before the holidays. 
I did feel some pressure about, well, how much time am I going to invest between continuing to get to know this person versus family time and other commitments that I had during the holidays. And then presents. And so I did feel kind of, is this going to get accelerated so that I don't mess up or I don't do something wrong or I don't give a bad impression like, oh, this guy was will never be a good guy because he didn't get me a present for Christmas, even though we've only been seeing each other for a month, right? Yeah. And what actually ended up happening was we kind of, I don't want to say took a break, but we actually didn't spend a lot of time with each other during that holiday time. And where you would think, well, that means the death of the relationship because all of a sudden you meet and it's really good. And then all of a sudden it's like you disappear during this holiday break. It actually, I think, was the best thing for us Hmm. because it removed that pressure. It removed the expectation that we're going to be exchanging gifts or meeting family or participating with all of these types of things. Right. And we got through the holidays, and then we just kind of resumed and picked up where we left and off. And then you can miss each other a little bit. Yeah, because oh yeah, totally. one of the things, you know, I used to be somebody who would jump two feet into every new relationship, right? I would fall fast, and I've learned from my mistakes. Obviously, I think you have to make some to get better at it. But there's something to be said for anticipation and for missing someone and for having things to talk about if you haven't seen each other in the past three days. So I generally recommend at the early stages of a relationship, as much as you might want to, try not to see each other every day or every other day at the early stages because a lot of times that'll unfortunately make you fizzle faster because it's like you have the equivalent of a six-month relationship in the course of two weeks. Yeah, and I think you touched on something there. Going back to Valentine's Day, When we start to celebrate it during this time where we're like, it's all about love and romance and we want to do something special. If all of a sudden you've met somebody and you're starting to date, it's not only just the pressure of the holiday itself, but it does have this artificial acceleration of the relationship. Exactly. Instead of... This is a person who I've just met and we're just kind of dating where that would have been a normal case like in May. (laughs) Now it's, oh, I've got a girlfriend and I'm going to have to get her flowers and uh, take her out for dinner. And it's only been two weeks. Right. Have you ever had a mismatch in terms of gift giving? Like you've given a nicer gift at the early stages and she hasn't or vice versa? Uh, yeah, I, I'm sure over times, I mean, there have been several times where I've gotten like just a card and then they've gotten me a present and I'm like, uh, I must have misread this, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving you a card. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think, again, that happens, especially at the early stages of a relationship where you're not quite sure what the expectations are. You know, we talk about communication styles, right? Where I need to understand your communication style and vice versa in a relationship. Well, you know what? I sort of think that holidays and traditions and gift giving and those types of things all have your own unique identity too. And I need to understand that from your perspective so that when it comes time to these holidays, I'm not trampling on a tradition for you. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, the best advice I can give, whether you're single, in a relationship, anywhere in between, is just to try, easier said than done, to take the pressure off of yourself. In taking it off of yourself, don't let other people, external people, put pressure on you either. You know, if your friends are saying, oh my gosh, what are you doing with your date this Valentine's Day? 
tell them nicely to back off because it's really that pressure, either internal or external, that causes that causes bad things. Yeah, and you may have your family, especially saying if you've been single for a while. So when are you bringing them oh, over? That to, you know, come on, when... that's like Thanksgiving. Right, it's people's hell right. over Thanksgiving. You know, the, the extended family asking when you're bringing someone. Yeah, when home. are we get to meet the new guy? Just stick a turkey leg in their <laughs> mouth, right? <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. So that's where a lot of pressure comes in. I've even had clients ask me, like, what do I say to my family to try to avoid that question? And I've told certain people, and obviously every situation is different, but I've told people to preempt it if they feel comfortable doing that. Like, hey, obviously it would be my preference to bring someone home. I don't have anyone right now. I'd appreciate it if you didn't ask because I want this to be a relaxing time. Well, and I think a lot of people get that from their friends as well, right? So if you have a girlfriend and you're talking and they say, uh, so what are you doing for Valentine's Day? And you tell your girlfriend, I don't think we've really planned anything. We're just going to be low key. And your friend says, well, that's not acceptable. You got to you gotta lock that down or else he's going to keep doing that for the rest of the... I think there are ulterior motives there because unfortunately you want to believe that your friends always love you and have your best interest at heart. But I hate to say this, misery loves company. So sometimes that pressure, people <laughs> put that pressure on because they want you to be in a bad place too. I hate to say that, but you yeah. know it's true sometimes. Yeah. Chris? Yes? I wish you a happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's to one and all. Thanks for listening. 